Hello, today is day 53 of the Daily New Testament, um, third quarter, sorry, and we are going over Mark chapter 12. He then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, he put a wall around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard out to some farmers and went away on a journey. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them uh, some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to him. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent another man, and then this one they killed. He sent many others, and some they beat, and others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved, and he sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him into the vineyard. What then will the owner, or threw him out of the vineyard? What then will the owner of the vineyard do? Will he come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others? Haven't you read the scripture, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then they looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had been speaking a parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they let him off and went away. Later they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, sorry, um, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. So is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, whose portrait is on this? Whose inscription? Caesar, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed. Then the Sadducees, who said there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were several men, and the first one married and died without leaving any children. The second married the widow, and he also died leaving no children. And the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died. And at the resurrections, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? And Jesus replied, Are you not an heir because you do not understand the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. 
is not the God of the dead, but the living. You are badly mistaken. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? That the most important one, answered Jesus, is the one, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your um, mind and strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command greater than these. Well said, teacher. The man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to the man, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared to ask him any questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, How is it that the teachers of the law said that Jesus is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put my enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and greeted in marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more in the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, put in everything um, all she had to live on. Father, thank you for this example of the woman who was willing to give all that she had. Help us to be willing to do that with, uh, with all of our resources, with our time, with our money, with our relationships, uh, with our strength and our abilities. Help us to not try to worry about what we get out of it. Try not to worry about um, us getting honor or us getting a proper seat or um, or how our prayers sound or how we look, um, giving into fear of man, but help us rather focus on you and what you desire and what you will and, and give all that we can, all that that is capable and, and allowable to us, um, to you. And we thank you for that uh, example. And we ask, Father, that, um, you know, we be like Jesus, that we're able to discern when people are trying to trick us and that we're able to discern what it is you want us to speak in that moment, that we're 
uh, willing and open vessels to the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, throughout the New Testament, there's a few times where it says, Whew, sorry, it says, do not worry about what you uh, will say, because when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Um, there's been a, a, a couple occasions in my life where, you know, I, I kind of felt like this was the case where uh, you were kind of, I felt like you were giving me ideas to say that I uh, I would have never come up with. And, and there's been a couple times where I feel like you just kind of took right over. <laughs> I was wanting to stay in my seat, not, not go and talk and, uh, I kept arguing with you and saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And then next thing I know, I am up out of my seat following and stopping that person and, uh, talking to them terrified and not sure how this was happening, but you somehow did it because you just kind of, you overruled and was like, okay, well, I, I did say that, you know, earlier in my prayer today, I, I wanted you to consume me, you to have full authority and control and, um, and, and you did. Uh, so, you know, I, I ask that you do that for us, that you take over us in, in moments when we're unwilling to participate out of fear and uh, help us to have that prayer to let you be in control and let us not have fear about what to say, but truly to believe in our hearts that we can trust that you, Holy Spirit, are going to give us the words to say. Um, and help us to recognize the parable of the vineyard, um, of to see which people we are in this story. Um, Obviously, you're you're the owner of the vineyard, um, and I'm sure there's multiple interpretations of this. But you're you're the owner of the vineyard, and the earth where we're at now is is your vineyard, and we're supposed to be the the farmers and the workers on it. Um, but you know, there's there's people who don't recognize the servants you send and we tear them down and, and, and kill them or, or, you know, destroy and beat them and turn them away. And, and you sent your son, Jesus, and you, you know, we, we killed him for it. Um, help us no longer to be like that. Help us to recognize when your servants are coming, help, help this to be fresh in our minds. So excuse me. When we come across, uh, a moment where we're unsure about people, uh, we're unsure about the situation that we, you know, we do as Proverbs 3 says, to set all our ways before you so that you will make our path straight. And that we set this before you and ask you, like, is is this your servant? Is is this uh, you working working this out? Um, and, and help us to be good workers that recognize that and are able to be very fruitful, to be like 
the the other parable of the talents where you know you're giving us talents and we're able to let them grow and and uh, and multiply them help us help us to be multiplying your vineyard help us to uh be letting your your holy spirit flow out of it out of out of the fruits of the spirit that are coming um just help help that parable to sink into our hearts and our minds and show us all the different ways uh, you want us to see it, to see how it's true, to see how it's operating, to see how we need to change to align to be more with you in it. Um, and we, we thank you for all this. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.